Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplify, and this hour is being brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Right, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Do you have a game plan for when you retire so that you don't become super sad? No, I think I, I think I definitely will need some help when I'm done playing to find Mm -hmm. some space to occupy the adrenaline, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows of of this. And I'm a big believer in psychology and, you know, getting help. I've already obviously thought, okay, when it does happen, I'm filling a huge void and I don't know where that huge void's gonna go. And it's not gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna be someone who doesn't wanna put the energy that I have into something positive. And, you know, I'm still gonna wanna do things, but at the same time, I'm missing something that I really did love. It would be like a really, you know, like a tough breakup. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous for you. That was Tom Brady on the Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard back in September of 2020. And then, obviously, there was a retirement and an unretirement. And now Tom Brady is back quarterbacking the Bucks, but it's been reported that when he's done, he did find that thing that's going to make him happy, and that's calling games for Fox, I think. And the money, he'll make more money doing that than he has being the greatest quarterback of all time, reportedly, which is odd. So I wanted to get some clarity on some of this stuff, so I reached out to my guy, Michael David Smith, of Pro Football Talk. He joins me on Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Michael, thanks so much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Lawrence, always a pleasure talking to you. So what do you make of of the reporting on the dollars and the fact that Brady would even want to do commentary? Well, the, the second part first, I was a little surprised that this is what Brady wants to do. He didn't strike me as a guy who wanted to be spending every Sunday in a booth when he's done playing. I'm surprised that that's where he's going. I'm also not so sure he's going to be all that good at it. Uh, But, you know, the the money that they are spending on him, they, they said in their announcement, Fox, that he will also have a role as an ambassador with some of their sponsors. And I, I don't know quite how this is all going to pan out, 
But it, it doesn't strike me as, hey, it's not my money. It's Rupert Murdoch's money. He can spend it how he wants. It doesn't strike me as a very smart move from Fox unless there is something about it that we don't know with this relationship that he'll apparently have with some sponsors on Fox NFL games because I just I don't think he's going to be a great announcer. And honestly, even if he were a great announcer, how many people turn on games for great announcers? Most people turn on games because they want to watch a football game. I don't know that any individual announcer affects the bottom line all that much and certainly not enough to justify what has been reported, which is a 10-year, $375 million contract. That's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about. This explosion in salaries for the top broadcast teams around the spectrum of football, what what do the networks and the streaming services, how do they justify it considering that I think you're right? I, I don't think that you want a terrible broadcast, but there are plenty of broadcasters that are working in the industry that if you told me they were they were calling Sunday night football or they were calling the Thursday night game, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. And it wouldn't turn me away from a broadcast. Yeah, I, I can't even really get in the headspace of anyone who would think like, well, I want to watch this game, but I don't like this announcer, so I'm not going to watch it. I mean, it, it just I, it, it's hard for me to understand. And, you know, last season – you would occasionally see on Twitter, like people would say, oh, you know, the Manning cast is the only reason I even turned on Monday Night Football tonight. But when you look at the actual ratings, anyone who's saying that is in a tiny minority. I mean, the reality is that the weeks that they did the Manning cast and the weeks that they didn't, it just didn't make any difference to ESPN's bottom line. Way more people watched the traditional broadcast than the Manning cast yeah, it gets you some social media cachet that people are talking about your announcers, but what is that? What's the real value of that? I mean, I, I don't think it means much to the network, and, and I certainly don't think we can say that that Tom Brady is just definitely going to be as successful with it as Tony Romo. You know that that would be the guy who I guess people are saying is the gold standard of just immediately stepping from the playing field to the booth and succeeding. I, I'm not convinced that Tom Brady is necessarily going to do that. And even if he did, I'm not convinced he's worth that kind of money. Yeah. Cause, cause we kind of knew that Romo had a personality while he was playing with Tom. I, I, I like the guy that I've seen over the last couple of years that he's kind of let us in a little bit, but even with him letting us in a little bit, it hasn't been enough where I'm like, Oh yeah, he's going to be great at that job. Yeah, and he has become more entertaining on social media and, you know, his Twitter and his Instagram. He posts funny stuff sometimes, but I don't even know, is he coming up with that or does he have somebody who's coming up with his social media posts for him? I don't know that that necessarily translates to being a good announcer during games. So, yeah, I, I think Brady himself maybe has more of a personality than people thought and more more like when he was in – New England, he was a little reserved because that was the culture that Bill Belichick instilled. But I don't see him as a guy who's a sure thing, great announcer. I don't necessarily see that that his announcing will be as entertaining as the Manning cast was. And even if it is, again, 
the Manning cast really didn't make a big difference in the ratings. It was just, it was kind of a fun thing. I enjoyed watching it, but it didn't make that big of a difference to ESPN. And I don't think Tom Brady, whenever he retires and goes into the Fox booth, will make a big difference to Fox. I wonder if they're going to do some of the stuff that Peyton's doing with ESPN and ESPN Plus, like the Peyton's Places stuff, where with Brady, and maybe that's the tie with the advertisers, that he's going to be doing these special segments about the game or travel to these places, and it's going to be sponsored by Toyota or whomever. And, And they feel like they'll get their bang for their buck inside of like a pregame type of deal. I, I'm not sure. The whole thing just kind of struck me as weird. And it also struck me as weird is that that he's announcing it or it's being leaked that this is going to be the next thing that he does before we're totally sure that he's done playing. Yeah, and that was another surprise to me was that he agreed to rule out working for CBS, NBC, ESPN, Amazon Prime, you name it, before even retiring and getting a chance to to sell himself to all of those different outlets. And maybe one of those outlets would have offered him a lot of money, too. The the fact that he went to Fox so soon indicates that he was just blown away by the kind of money they were offering him. But, uh, yeah, I, I just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me from either side. And, and maybe there's more to it than has been publicly disclosed. You know, maybe Tom and Giselle have all kinds of ambitions about what they want to do with television and media, and maybe there's more to this deal with Fox, the Fox the Broadcaster, and FS1, Fox Sports. I mean, maybe there are things in this deal that we don't know about that make it more sensible for both sides, but just from the idea of they're going to pay him a lot of money to, to be a football commentator, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I'm, I think it's it'll be interesting to see if this actually does come to fruition when he's done, and we don't even know when that's going to be. Michael David Smith of Pro Football Talk joining me here for a few minutes on the score. What did you think of the Bears draft? Uh, you know, I agreed with all of the people who said – we wanted to see them help Justin Fields more than they did. And this is not, I I think most of us would be pretty surprised if this is a good season for the bears in the sense that they make the playoffs. That would be pretty surprising. I think what constitutes a good season for the bears is you look at Justin Fields this season and you feel really confident. Yeah, this is the guy for them going forward and so if you are going to have that kind of season you want to get Justin Fields the most help you can and I I didn't think they did a great job of that you know they they did add to the offensive line with four guys on the third day of the draft but you know third day offensive linemen rarely upgrade your offensive line as rookies one wide receiver and not until the third round It, it just didn't really impressed me for the goal of helping Justin Fields. And, you know, if Justin Fields isn't good in year two, next year there are going to be all kinds of questions of, does this team even believe in him? The the coach and GM who drafted him are gone. Now he's been struggling for two years. It it really needs to be a a step forward for Justin Fields. And and I think if you're a Bears fan, you kind of have to feel disappointed that the draft, didn't feature more 
that indicates that they're really invested in helping Justin Fields by getting good players around him. How badly did where the roster's at reflect on how bad a job Ryan Pace did in the last three years of, of his tenure as Bears GM? Yeah, and and it, it's it's how bad a job he did, and it's also what he left behind in the sense of the salary cap, in the sense that he traded away this year's first out pick to move up for Fields last year. When you allow a general manager to do it that way, you know, Ryan Pace was always like, improve right now, and we'll worry about those draft picks we traded away and the cap space we're using up later. You know, it, it, at first, Bears fans were really excited about that, like with the Khalil Mack trade. Over the course of Ryan Pace's tenure as general manager, I think we started to see that the returns on investment aren't necessarily coming in, and he's pushing the costs to the future. And I think, unfortunately, in year one after a general manager like that, it's really hard to turn that roster around. I think I think the Bears and the Giants are the two teams in the league that are most in that position, the Bears with Ryan Pace, the Giants with Dave Gettleman. And I think in both cases, it's really hard to envision the first year after them being a good year. Whenever I happen to interact with Michael David Smith, the pro football talk, I always enjoy, whether it's on Twitter or I happen to run into him at an event or at a game. I found another like kinship that we have today, and I'm working through this. I was scrolling through through Twitter, and you were talking about your frustration with golf. I have the same type of frustration. like Because it's a game that you can't really win, there's part of me that always gets frustrated with it. I, I am the type of person that if I go hit a bucket of balls and I don't hit the last ball right, I'll get another bucket of balls. So when I was reading your tweets about golf, I was just I was laughing because I'm feeling the same way. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna this week. I'm gonna go up to the the PGA Superstore up in Vernon Hills and try again. They were like, "Come on and just try it again." But I I'm so with you. I was going amen and hallelujah when I saw that tweet. Yeah, it, I am pretty much done ever playing golf. I think because it's just too frustrating. You you can't. How do you enjoy yourself when you know? At some point, if you play around the golf, you're going to hit a shot that just makes you so mad at yourself that you don't want to keep playing anymore. I don't know how people, you know, I don't know how pro golfers don't just get so insanely frustrated that they want to quit, and sometimes they do. We just saw Sergio Garcia going nuts after a terrible shot. But if you're as bad at golf as I am, you make a lot more terrible shots, and it just, it just ruins your day. I, I, I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I always wonder, and I'm going to find out. I'm going to really dive into it this summer and fall of, of really playing. But at, I, I've, I'm i like you. Like, yes, the, being on a pristine course is nice. It, I, I run around Jackson Park all the time, and I, I love that course, it being in the city and South Shore Country Club. I'm over there a lot, and I just go, I could just walk, walk. And then I wouldn't have to worry about a horrible shot that I'm going to hit into a tree. It really is a good walk spoiled. One of the one of the great quotes of American history from Mark Twain. That really is what golf is all about. It's a good walk spoiled.
Sir, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for checking in. And I look forward to the schedule release that the NFL is going to do tomorrow. And when we know the times and dates of, of games. So thank you so much. I will obviously be on Pro Football Talk checking out all of the latest information. Sir, have a wonderful rest of your day. Great talking to you, Mike. That is Michael David Smith of Pro Football Talk. Yeah, I saw his tweet. And I was just like, that's me. I'm him. I do that same thing. I am a Chuck A. Club dude. Luckily, luckily, the people over at PGA Superstore, they were like, how about you come in? How about we 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 set you up, we fit you for some, some clubs? Because maybe that's been the problem. I don't think that's the problem. But maybe it's been the problem. So I'm going to go out there this week, and I am really going to give golf a hard try. This summer and fall. Because it does, it. at this point in my life, I, was, I went to the batting cage last night to get ready for softball season. Because softball season starts on Monday. With my background in baseball, usually people who play baseball translate fairly well to golf. It's pretty similar. Keep your head down through the swing. Not your boy. Not your boy. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try this year to get back out there. I have a driving range and two golf courses within a mile and a half of my house. South Shore and Jackson Park. And there's the driving range right off of 63rd and and the lakefront. So y'all going to see me out there and y'all going to see me saying four and 12 letter words. If you see me saying four and 12 letter words, that's not the time to come up and, and holler. I ran into a, a score listener. I was in Logan on Sunday, and I was in a good mood because I had just picked up food from from Nandu. I don't know if you've ever been Ray. It's kind of a it's a meat place, so you know I'm, I'm guessing you haven't been there. Not no, I have not. Not not there. But it's Argentinian. It's really good, right on Fullerton. And I, I ran into a fan, and he was like, "Yo, what's up?" And I was like, "Yo, what's up?" If you see me on the driving range and I'm saying those four and 12 letter words, don't come say what's up. You're not going to like the answer that you get. It's probably going to be some more four and 12 letter words. I'm just saying. When we come back, there's two things I want to get into before we get out of here. One of them has to do with Michael Kopech and how good he was on Monday. The other has to do with the rewriting of one of our favorite broadcasters playing history. We'll do that next here on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. On the mound, Michael Kopech has been tremendous so far in 2022. A couple of fastballs. One more. I would throw another high fastball. The reason is that we've seen Reyes on breaking balls in the zone. He will take that ball to right field. He also is not terribly selective, so you can get him out off the plate. 0-2 drops in for a spell. Check swing. He did. Strike three. Jimenez goes down. This is four-seam fastball by run value. How much value you get out of your pitch based on contact, based on result. Michael Kopak has kept seven runs across the plate, according to StatCast, third in baseball. His numbers are very impressive this year. Is a farewell to Naylor, two down. Some high heat for you. He got on top, and now the life is back in that fastball. You saw that it looked like it was going to hit the top of the zone, but looks like, and again, it's an illusion that it goes up. It just doesn't drop as quickly, but with that kind of backspin at 96, he's got as lively a fastball as anybody in this game. 2-2. Two, two. Is it three straight sliders and away with Reyes? Michael with the tongue out, waiting for Jimenez to return and then let her eat. Slider for strike three. Throw to first is there by McGuire and one down in this year fifth. Let's see what Michael's got in mind on two and two. Oh, he's got strike three for you at 97. Good old fashioned hardball. And that ball moved back. It started off off the plate. Watch the movement. It comes right back over the corner. Nice job of framing by Reese. Nice call by Charlie Ramos. And a dejected Owen Miller. If he finishes this one up and goes the full six, it will be the longest outing of his very young and very successful career to this point. Three and two. Yay! Busted him at 96. 
is a very confident young man right now. Highlights courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. Michael Kopech in Monday's game. See, it got lost. And, and that, that's on me. Like, that's on me. I was so irate about how Monday's game ended that we didn't spend enough time talking about how great Michael Kopech was in that game. It was a performance that they needed. Now, it didn't result in a win for the White Sox, but he was fantastic. Went six innings, two hits, one run. It wasn't earned because that was the day the White Sox kicked the ball around the yard. Seven strikeouts for Michael Kopech in that game. Coming into this season, I've said, like, Kopech is a cipher. You don't know what he's going to be as a starter. And I wouldn't say that, you know, through six weeks of baseball that we completely know what he's going to be, but I do think that he's given us a glimpse of what he could be. The issue with Kopech, and he didn't run into this of his own accord in Monday's game, you're added extra pitches because your defense doesn't pick the ball up. That happens. He had struggled getting out of innings, that there would be these bad innings that he would have. So I had Steve Stone on, and I asked him specifically about Kopech trying to be more efficient with his pitches and not having those 25, 30-pitch innings. The only way to do it, Lawrence, is to throw more strikes because his stuff is good enough. He's going to get a lot of swings and misses. But he's also going to get a lot of balls that are just fouled off because of the late life to that fastball. A hitter is going to gauge it. He knows exactly what it takes. Their their mind and their eyes are computers. They know, and they look at the pitcher's fastest pitch, in the case of Michael, call it 98 these days. They know at 98 they have to have the barrel in a certain spot to square up the baseball and make solid contact. Well, on days when he's a little bit better and you get that little extra hop at the end or extra sail or extra sink at the end, it's taken it off the sweet spot of the bat. So the hitter's eyes still tell him, i got to get the bat out here to hit the ball out front to make solid contact, and that's at 98 miles an hour. And all of a sudden that ball has a little late life to it, takes it off the sweet spot, you either miss it or foul it back. Michael gets a lot of that because his stuff is really good, and as he gets more consistent with his breaking pitches, he's going to get more swings and misses. But right now, I think he's done a great job for where he is. The constant uh, balancing act with him is making sure that the innings and the pitches don't pile up substantially early. The the Sox would love to have him uh, ready, healthy, and able to go for a September push to the playoffs, or if they get in the playoffs, playoff baseball. I think the Sox are envisioning having a healthy four guys. Those four guys that are healthy um, would be Lynn coming back, Giolito starting to show signs that his stuff is right there again, and Cease and Kopech. If you can run those four out there against anybody, and I don't care who you're talking about, whether it's the Dodgers or whether it's the Yankees or anybody else, those four can – make it a handful to any hitters in this league. But the key is to make sure that you don't abuse them early with a huge workload. I mean, Michael has never started a full season as a major leaguer. This is going to be new to him, and that's the balancing act for Ethan Katz and Tony La Russa. So that's my worry in in him being a cipher, like just because like he's never done it to this extent before, whether he's someone that can be counted on. I also think that what you're hearing in there from Steve Stone is the White Sox intention. So you might see Michael Kopech leave a game where he has control of it because they're watching 
how many stressful innings he has to deal with. They want to keep him out of as many of these high leverage situations late in games, probably third time through the order type stuff. So just know that that's what you're watching. But it's great to see him so far live up to what are super high expectations and probably unfair expectations for Michael Kopech. And he's so far lived up to him. I can't wait to see his next start. He should start against the Yankees, right? Like I haven't seen if they've they kind of retooled the rotation. I would probably start Cease tomorrow if I were them. But I haven't seen if they've changed it up for this four-game series against the Yankees. But Kopech's been really, really good. And I'm glad that he's been really good. I wanted to share something with you and talk about this. Now, I a few weeks ago, I talked about this in very serious terms. And the terms I was talking about it was, usually when we see figures from history, they become cuddly the farther away we get from their death. Like even, even if I wanted to make it a little bit less serious, look at what we do with Lincoln now. Like We're willing to make him a cartoon. We're willing to use Lincoln to sell mattresses and whatever else. You know what I'm saying? I was talking specifically about Jackie Robinson and Martin Luther King, how they're viewed differently looking backwards, and they're kind of made these cuddly characters when we start talking about who they were, mascots almost. Like, they're mascots for racial harmony, which isn't quite fair to the history of what those men did. This is on a far less serious scale, okay? But I will say that this does annoy me. Charles Barkley and that TNT crew do an amazing job of making basketball even more entertaining than what it is. And I think that they've gotten better at doing the college basketball. They... They are the gold standard for what a studio show looks like. And I can tell you that I was told, like when I went over to NBC to to do the football after show, like that was the model. And I actually thought that we did a pretty decent job with with doing a Bears postgame show with that same model. What bothers me about is that Charles is opinionated and, and fun and funny him and Shaq going back and forth, the, the race to the video screen with Kenny and all of that. People need to start putting some respect back on Charles's NBA career. Like, for real, for real. I know, like, it's all right for Shaq to joke about Charles not having rings. And it's okay for because Kenny's got two, right? Like, Kenny's with Houston. It's okay for them to joke about that, although Kenny does it a lot less than what Shaq does. It's not cool for the rest of us to act like Charles Barkley was trash. Because if you were watching his career, if you were actually living in the moment, instead of looking back at his career through the prism of he wasn't Jordan, he wasn't Olajuwon, guess what? Charles Barkley was one of the best players in the NBA. It's why he's in the Hall of Fame. So I ran across this clip 
Ryan Clark does uh, the this the pivot the pivot podcast. They do a lot of interesting stuff. Like they do some heavy lifting when it comes to all sorts of subjects. I really dig it. But I want you to listen to this clip, and I want you to listen to Charles Barkley's tone at the end of this because I it, it speaks to what I'm talking about. I want to go back to 1992, the Dream Team. You were considered the, the leader, the MVP, and the anchor of that team, but you didn't get all of the notoriety. Well, did, uh, did you feel some type? Well, Magic, uh, Magic Johnson know, said. You know, Michael Jordan was the leader. Magic of that team. Johnson. Come on now. Chuck Daly said Barkley brought the most intensity and fire each and every day, each and every game. And even Magic said. Charles Barkley was the MVP. So my question is. And the is, better players were not Charles Barkley. <laughs> well, this is my, no, Fred. Like, let's be like, hey, nah, hey, you want to bring it up, bring it up. There were better players than Charles Barkley running around on their team. Hey, there was only one. Oh, Michael. So that's just you were the second best player on there. Hell yeah. You were the second best player on the team, Chuck. Go back and look. Go back and check. I get to my point then. Go ahead, please. Yeah, because. Magic did say that about Charles. Like, this is what I mean. This is not having context and you feeling like you're in on the joke. You're not in on the joke. Those guys, Jordan, Shaq, Olajuwon, he would never, like, Dream would, like, never joke about that. Like, he would, because they're teammates. Like, he would never. Like, though, Magic, Bird, those guys can say stuff to Charles about Charles's career. What that tells me, and and the, I forget which, isn't there an NBA player in that Pivot podcast? That tells me that y'all didn't watch one minute of Charles Barkley's career. Facts, and I love Ryan Clark. What are y'all doing? Charles Barkley was not just some dude. He was the dude for a while. This is a league MVP. This is an 11-time All-NBA. Not just the All-Star game, All-NBA. And people get really comfortable jumping in on what are a lot of times like inside jokes about guys. And occasionally they have to be checked. I'm glad that Charles checked them. And I know that he knows the bit. Like he's doing the bit with Shaq. But he should absolutely be insulted by the idea of, what do you mean? Do you not know what I was doing in night? The year that they went to go play in the Olympics, guess who was MVP of the league? Charles Barkley was. Hey, there was only one. Oh, Michael. That is that is a fair answer in 1992 for Charles Barkley to say. He can look at the Dream Team in 1992 and say, yeah, there was one dude better than me, and it was Michael Jordan. Because it wasn't Magic in 92 that was better than him, and it wasn't Bird that was better than him in 92. If you want to make the argument that it's David Robinson, go right ahead. But I don't know why. Like, it just put me on 10 when I saw it this morning. Because the disrespect is unbelievable. 
And I thought the setup for the question was great because Magic did say those things about Charles Barkley. But for folks to be acting like Charles was trash, y'all need a refresher. Charles Barkley used to dominate at barely 6'5". He dominated the post. In a league where the big man was king, we were transitioning to Michael Jordan and the two guard and then the three guy being the guy. Go look at Charles Barkley highlights if you need a refresher. And this is what I mean because Chuck is out here laughing on the TNT pre and post game show. Y'all think that this wasn't one of the baddest dudes walking around in the NBA. Why do you think he was on that team? Ray, I'm not sure why this like hit me, but it hit me. Like watching the Bulls like battle against Charles Barkley and seeing what that guy did, not just in Phoenix, but what what he did when he was in Philadelphia. I get it. And to to clarify to your point earlier, you said there's probably an NBA guy on the Pivot podcast, and there's not. Okay. It's Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor, Ryan Clark, all former NFL players. Well, Channing Crowder was the most disrespectful, but even Ryan Clark. Like, act, run it again so that people understand. So, so it's give, – give me the rundown of who's on the podcast again. It's Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder. And Fred Taylor, all former NFL now players. It, it's Fred Taylor who's given the proper respect and context to Barkley. It's Channing Crowder and Ryan Clark that are out of line. I want to go back to 1992, the dream team. You were considered the, the leader, the MVP, and the anchor of that team. But you didn't get all of the notoriety. Well, did, uh, did you feel some type – well, Magic, Magic uh, Johnson said. know Michael Jordan was the leader. Magic of Johnson, Come on now. Chuck Daly said, Barkley brought the most intensity and fire each and every day, each and every game. And even Magic said, Charles Barkley was the MVP. So my question is. And the is, better players were not Charles Barkley. <laughs> No, Fred. Like, let's be like, nah, nigga, you want to bring it up? Bring it up. There were better players than Charles Barkley. Hey, there was only one. Oh, Michael. So that's just you were the second best player on there. Hell yeah. You were the second best player on the team, Chuck. Go back and look. Go back and check. Can I get to my point then? Go go ahead, please. (laughs) Yes, Fred, please get back to your point. Because the dude they were talking about won the MVP that season over the rest of the dudes that were on that team. Ray, take this. And send it to WIP and and send it to whatever the sports station is in Phoenix. I'm sure they'll want to see it. And send it to TNT. Because, damn it, as someone who is 46 years old and spent the majority of their, all of his teenage years watching the Bulls turn into what they did, Charles Barkley was terrifying. And, And I get your point because Fred Taylor, 46 years old, Put some respect Chan- on that damn man's career. Channing Crowder, 38. Channing needs to, he needs to stop. He needs to stop because that's out of line. Y'all out of line. Ryan Clark, 42. All guys that, that were watching. Known. Grew up watching Charles just like you, but, but just like me. It's, it's another one of these situations where context matters. And these guys think that they're in on the joke. They think that they can talk to Charles the way Shaq does. But they can't. 
I'm glad I'm glad that that Charles was like, hold on a damn minute. Do you know how good he should have been like, do you know who I am? He should have been like, y'all should Google me. Back hey, after this. That was only one That's oh, right. Michael. That's right, Charles. I got your back. Because I actually watched the damn games. Back after this little score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yo, Holmes! Lawrence Holmes. Holmes runs it really well. Noon to two. Holmes doing what Holmes does. On Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yo, Holmes! And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. By the way, our segment with Russell Dorsey was brought to you by Arm Brust Plumbing, which is awesome. A new client. I like this. I love new sponsors. They're now hiring, by the way. Visit we're hiring text.com. Go get yourself a job and some money and help some people out that probably need it with armbrust plumbing. I'm sad that there's no game this afternoon for the reasons that there's no game this afternoon. And if you hadn't heard, the White Sox game with Cleveland got postponed because there were a bunch of positive tests on the Cleveland side for COVID 19. And Look, I I want to be out of this so bad, but we're just not out of it. And it it stinks. Like, I've been back in front of students for the first time in three years. And de- I, I really do feel for people who are teaching every single day on the risk that they're taking to try and educate our children. But just be careful out there. If you still haven't gotten vaccinated, get vaccinated. I know that a lot of places have reduced mask wearing, and I I wish that it was a better thing than it feels good to not wear the mask and stuff. But in certain situations, still be careful. I'm planning on doing some traveling, and I plan on wearing a mask on planes when I go places this spring and summer. And Hopefully we'll all just get through it, but it's a stark reminder that things are not quite done. 
And hopefully everyone over at the White Sox is going to be okay and we don't see any more of this coming up this weekend with their series with the Yankees. I'll talk with Parkins and Spiegel next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.